This is season three, episode 20 of Beyond This Earth. And on today's episode, we continue on the Ukrainian crisis and what is going on recently. Plus, what is going on with this world event crisis as we know now and the reality of the left and its politics. The Supreme Court nomination and her many issues. Why many people get it wrong on the swimmer and the NCAA. You ain't shit. Number seven is ready. Plus news you miss, other space news, and a preview of the 22nd century. All this and more on today's episode of Beyond This Earth. This is Beyond This Earth. Welcome to Beyond This Earth. This is Novin Hollaback here. That's Hollaback. We got a big weekend to talk about. And we're going to mention a lot of it on the third segment and the last one. But we're going to go through the news that has taken place in Ukraine first. And I'm going to say something before we get to what you need to research about this particular incident that happened in 2017 and what is important in 2022. Concerning Ukraine from the defense and military side, this is from New Squawk. There is progress in ceasefire negotiations with Russia, according to Ukrainian president advisor cited by the Arabian division of Sky News. They express cautious optimism about talks with Russia. There's a possibility of a diplomatic breakthrough in talks with Russia. Erdogan, president of Turkey, says Russia and Ukraine can reach compromise on four of the six issues discussed, but territorial disputes remain. Russian military will submit a proposal to Russian President Vladimir Putin on how to best respond to NATO beefing up its eastern flank, according to the Kremlin. U.S. Pentagon senior officials said that Russia is running out of precision gun munitions for the war in Ukraine and that the Ukraine war makes Russia a strategic burden for China. U.S. Pentagon new strategy will describe Russia as an acute threat, but one that cannot pose a long-term systematic challenge, while Russia will emerge from the Ukrainian war weaker militarily and extremely politically. EU joint statement in the energy and economic sanctions side noted that the EU demands for Russia to stop committing war crimes in Ukraine and EU is prepared to close loopholes in Russian sanctions. Biden said the US EU coming together to reduce the blocks dependency on Russian energy. We should not subsidize Russia President Putin attack on Ukraine. Australia has announced new sanctions on Russia and Belarus, including Belarusian President Lukashenko and members of his family. Russia is mulling sending its oil and gas for Bitcoin and sanctions intensify, according to the CM- to CNBC. U.S. Department of Justice charged four Russian government workers for a hacking campaigns that target the global energy sector, according to the Financial Times. The Indian government is expected to formally announce a 
a ruby rupee ruble payment arrangement next week which will allow the bypassing of u.s sanctions according to sputnik north korea has confirmed thursday there was a new type of haswan 17 and his leader kim directly guided the icbm missile test while kim sees the new icbm as an important deterrent against nuclear war Kim also stated that a new weapon shows the mighty modernity of North Korea's strategic force and they are preparing for a long confrontation with the United States imperialism, as they say. Furthermore, he said that North Korea's strategic force is ready to check and contain any military attempt by the U.S., which he warned who will attempt to infringe on North Korea's security will pay dearly. U.S. imposed sanctions on five entities and individuals in Russia, North Korea, and China for weapons proliferation, according to the State Department. Indian Foreign Minister said the military talks with China have made progress, but issues are not started out, according to Reuters. And that is the updates concerning Ukraine and those things outside of Ukraine, but have an importance towards Ukraine. as of this taping, which is done on Friday. Before I continue today, I'm gonna make an announcement concerning about Ukraine and Russia and the conflict. The important thing I want to stress is that we are going to mention the conflict in passing I do not wish to continue to talk about this particular issue, not because, oh, it's this, that, and the other. It's not what we're doing. It is taking too much of my time, and we're at the fog of war moment now, and recent reports are saying that Russia wants to concentrate on Donbass as aspects of the Ukrainian defense forces are having some success in the defense of certain cities outside of Kiev. Kiev. But Maripol is going to be a disaster. And a lot of other places there. There are no winners in this conflict. A lot of people have lost. And because of this, I want to concentrate more on hoping and praying for the children of Ukraine. And that is where everybody's focus should be. And that is the ultimate focus in this particular conflict. When the ever the reality of the situation comes about, we will talk about it in depth on this particular program when it's ready to go, when that particular thing happens. We'll see because a lot of things are changing as fast as possible and I'm not liking what I'm seeing. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to end pretty. And we got to prepare for it. 
but we need to pray for those children in Ukraine who have left their homes and hope for their safe passage and one day hopefully they're safe return back to their home country I want to talk about what happened in Syria in 2017 This is from a Wikipedia page, but I want you to go to, I think is the April 8th or April 7th edition of the CBS Evening News with Scott Pelley. I want you to look at that particular episode, not the whole one, just the eight minutes that Scott Pelley was talking about what I'm about to say on this Wikipedia page. I want you to ask questions once I finish with the four paragraphs that I'm about to read. Jane Defense Weekly reported a U.S. shipment of 994 tons of weapons and ammunition, including packaging and container weight. In December of 2015, from Eastern Europe to Ukraine rebel groups, including M917 Flatia anti-air missiles, RPG-7s, AK-47Ss, DSHKSs, and PKMs. A detailed list of the weapons types and shipment weights have been obtained from the Federal Business Opportunity website of the U.S. government. On April 7th, 2017, the U.S. launched a series of 59 Tomahawk missiles at a Syrian air base in Shirat following the Khan Shakun chemical attack. Shortly thereafter, U.S. Central Command acknowledged the sanctioning of U.S. Special Forces at Al-Tanif in southern Syria since early 2016 after U.S. troops were engaged in direct combat action against ISIL on the 8th of April of 2016. In July 2017, it was reported that Donald Trump's administration had decided to halt the CIA program to equip and train anti-government rebels, a move sought by Russia. According to David Ignatius, writing for the Washington Post, while the CIA program ultimately failed in the objective of removing Assad from power, it was hardly bootless. The program Ignatius is being quoted pumped many hundreds of millions of dollars to many dozens of militia groups. One of the inaudible official estimates that the CIA-backed fighters may have killed or wounded 100,000 Syrian soldiers and their allies throughout the past four years. On November 14, 2017, Syrian and Russian state media reported that the Foreign Ministry of Syria 
and reaffirmed that it considered the presence of U.S. forces or any other foreign military presence in Syria without the approval of the Syrian government an act of aggression and attack on the sovereignty of the Syrian Arab Republic and rejected what the U.S. at the U.S. attempt to connect the U.S. military presence to Syria with the settlement process. Focus on the second statement, the second paragraph. I want you to go to the 7th or the 8th of April 2017. They still have the tape there somewhere. And I want you to listen very carefully. And I just stated out what happened. Now, After that point, Putin knew he was over his head, knew it. But in other ways, the U.S. knew that if they wanted to go, they had the chance. Something happened between April and November of that year for the U.S. troops to be, to the U.S. agencies, as it were, to be pulled out. Something happened between April and July that caused the CIA to say, nope, we're not doing this. Mark Ames and others connected to him said that they were funding ISIL or they were funding, no, not ISIL, they were funding Al-Qaeda, which was against the rules that W-43 put out during the conflict, the 9-11 conflict of Afghanistan and Iraq. Not connected, but the war in Iraq, 2003, we call it the 9-11 conflict is Afghanistan. They didn't take the next step. Russia did not take the next step into going into full nuclear conflict, which they have a defense treaty with Syria since 1956. They didn't go to that next level. They didn't go. I need you to answer this question to yourselves. Syria, we were much closer, way, way closer in Syria than we are in Ukraine from going into nuclear war way closer, much closer. Putin didn't get, didn't take the risk. Why now over Ukraine where Trump already used missiles in Syria? Why now is Putin being lambasted? They could have done the same things that they're doing with Ukraine, with Russia over Syria, concerning that with Ukraine. They could have done the same exact things. 
Why didn't they do it? I want you to answer these questions. Because what I'm beginning to realize is that there is something in the Ukraine that has absolutely nothing to do with gas or all these other things they do not or whatever biological entities that are there they don't want to talk about these particular issues they don't want it to be mentioned until that reality is put out and it has nothing to do with oh they're connected to this that, and the other thing we're not talking about that no it's something way the fuck worse way the fuck worse i have some idea what it is i don't want to say that it is what i think it is You don't do the things that you do to Russia and Belarus and possibly future China, which they deserve, the cold country deserves those types of sanctions. But there's reasons why they won't even do that. You don't do this to a whole country unless something is in that particular country nobody wants us to know that's why i said pray for the children of ukraine and that's why i do not want to discuss about this only in pants and only with the news items so any more updates concerning ukraine and all the rest of it will be done in the final segment of beyond this earth that's all i have to say concerning that moving on to the world event crisis and updates concerning same right now there is a study that is going out. There is a site that um, was on the Echo Sophia page that was saying Daily Cloud that is running a very interesting crowdsource campaign to figure out this document dump that has been on the Pfizer website, as it were, and pull out things that are interesting. They've watched the, some people have watched the first volunteers meeting online. So they now have 1,500 volunteers, close to 400 findings submitted from 500, excuse me, I'm sorry, 55,000 pages of info. 
and you have 250 volunteer lawyers ready to move. One of the hosts said they were professional criminal offenses and one of what they so far found to racketing, recall fraud, medical coercion, piece of contract, and unlawful handling of business records. According to some of the meeting, the host of the meeting, 37, 36% of the 36 children were in the Pfizer trial, including a two-month-old baby. A 90-pound 12-year-old received the same dose as a 200-pound male. This seems like a big one. Remember the lipid nanoparticles staying in the digestive site deltoid? It seems that the documents used by Pfizer for approval contain evidence that within 24 to 48 hours, they entered the bloodstream and they were accumulating on the lymph, ovaries, adrenal, and spleen. Oh my God. And then there's a hundred more pages to follow that, that will come out on April 1st because he, he made a big mistake with the dates. April 1st. Absolutely crazy what they're finding in these documents. And then more news concerning the world event crisis. The Japanese former company Shingoji is nearing the release of a pill to treat COVID-19. The tech is pretty much a protease inhibitor similar to anti-AIDS drugs and hepatitis. What? Yes, it is similar to a protease inhibitor. Is the technology acts like a protease inhibitor? You know, almost like prep in a certain way. Then they have the first antiviral pills to treat COVID-19 will be sent, will be available in Spain. Then a survey came out from the ONS. One in 11 Scots have estimated to have an infection last week England not too far behind, many getting a second time in two to three months. Then they have a real not R post from camp from another person that said after a second job, a slew of depending symptoms in line with others reported on real and virus, for example, vertical vision distortions, tremors, shocks, pain, difficulty, moving joints, trouble beating, pins and needles sensations, yet the doctor dismissed it as anxiety. My goodness, what in the world is going on? I mean, seriously, what is going on? We'll have more on this and more scary things to come as it, 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 it's just scary. Just hearing some of these things are just absolutely scary. Very scary. But we'll get to more of this as soon as things develop. I want to go to something that has been on my mind concerning Project Veritas. I'm going to play some clips. So everybody should 
get ready for those. And we have to really discuss what is freedom in this society, in this country, with this particular thing concerning um, Project Veritas, as it were. They raided our homes and took our equipment, our reporters' notebooks. And then, now it turns out, I found out this week, that they were spying on us. Someone at Microsoft contacted us this week and showed us these secret warrants. The Department of Justice went to magistrate judges and got all these secret warrants and got all of our emails. We used Microsoft Outlook. Got all of our emails back to January 2020, eight months before we even heard about the diary. Turns out we're better journalists than we thought we were because the feds and the New York Times have now verified that this actually was actually Biden's diary. This is insane. This should shock everyone because they could do it to you. This is the other was this Project Veritas case. Right. That so, was all about Biden's daughter and the diary. And yeah, I'll set it up. I believe, I think it was Microsoft, says, well, wait a second here. It's come to our attention that you guys are fighting about this. By the way, the U.S. government already executed search warrants on the cloud and has all this material already. And you didn't know about it because it was one of those sneak and peek type warrants. They so they got the email accounts that were in the cloud um, without somebody knowing. And I assume nobody at Project Veritas or nobody uh, or James O'Keefe or anybody else knew that their emails were being snooped upon. Today, long before that raid, prosecutors already had access to Project Veritas's email system. They sent a subpoena to Microsoft, essentially tapping into the system. And then they slapped Microsoft with a gag order so nobody could find out. And legal documents from Microsoft Corporation reveal between November 2020 and April 2021, the Department of Justice went to six magistrates and obtained a series of secret warrants, orders, and a subpoena to surreptitiously collect privileged communications and contacts of eight American journalists. The DOJ even sought and obtained numerous secrecy orders preventing Microsoft from disclosing the surveillance to anyone. The SDNY also went around Judge Torres and the Special Master and obtained two secrecy orders after the Special Master had been appointed. The documents collected from these email accounts date back as far as January 2020, eight months before we even knew the diary existed. The SDNY was ordered to turn over all materials to the Special Master. They didn't. The SDNY was ordered to stop reviewing our materials. They didn't. The SDNY has an obligation to be honest. They weren't. And then here is the rest of the timeline concerning the action against Project Veritas. Now, Project Veritas contacted about the Biden diary. This is daughter of Biden. That's on the 9th of, that is on the 3rd of September, 2020. Then on the 8th of November, 2020, they returned the diary, that's Project Veritas, to the Delray Police. Then, the subpoena of the Project Veritas HR manager, and this has to deal with the subscriber info, on the 22nd of November, 2020. Then there was a search warrant done for the journalist. This deals with email headers and timestamps. This was done on the 24th. Then another search warrant 
for subscriber info, all emails, and the address book. This was done on January 14th, 2021. Then an additional search warrant for additional PV Germans. This is again, subscriber info, all emails, and the address book. This is all undisclosed info. Then there was another search warrant for even more journalists. These are the eight, then these, uh, uh, this is subscriber info, all in, and address and other emails. This is on the 5th of March, 2021. Then another search warrant for additional journalists. This is email others and timestamp. Then a search warrant for James O'Keefe, all his subscriber info, emails, and address book. Then what we do publicly know is that there were two journalists raided by the FBI. This was on the 4th of November, 2021. Then O'Keefe was later raided by the FBI on the 11th. That's November 6th, 2021. Then the federal judge orders the DOJ to cease looking through the journalist devices. They're not supposed to do that. Then a special master was imported by a federal judge on December 8, 2021. Then there was an extension of the non-disclosure order regarding the search warrant. Then another extension of that non-disclosure order by the search warrant on the 14th and 13th and 14th. That was the extension of the order on the 14th of January of last year. And then there's another extension of that non-disclosure order via the search warrant done this year, January 13th, 2022. Then the judge lifts the non-disclosure order and contact and Microsoft then contacts Project Veritas. They then released the documents to Project Veritas. Saying that eight months prior, eight months prior to them releasing this particular information in 2020, this was done eight months prior, they were hacked by court or secret court order. Can anybody fucking tell me what the fuck is going on? No, I just want y'all to listen to this. Can anybody fucking tell me what the fuck is going on here? I know James O'Keefe can be abrasive in some places, a bit hokey in other places. There are certain days I disagree with him. Fine. This shit? Bruh! Y'all kidding me, bruh? Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Especially after... 
That information, if O'Keefe is to be believed, was never opened and it was given back to the police. Either it was an overreaction or it was the truth. If it's an overreaction, it's it's one of the worst egregious moves I've ever seen in my life, especially as an American. If it is true, however, and this whole laptop thing is saying blah, 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 oh, it's true, this deck is connected to the laptop, saying, oh, these things are actually in the laptop and what the hell have you? Y'all in trouble, America. Y'all better get the, wake the fuck up. Seriously. Coming up next on Beyond This Earth. Things dealing with the new Supreme Court justice, quote unquote, and the NCAA in swimming. All that and more on Beyond This Earth coming up right after this. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. We now return you to Beyond This Earth. Welcome back to Beyond This Earth. This is Novid Hollerback. We need to talk about the upcoming hearing, these hearings about Mrs. Brown Jackson. I'm gonna pretty much look through, we're going to the, uh, see, uh, talk of, <clears throat> I'm gonna read aspects of a op-ed done by In Zero Hedge. And I'm just gonna start on the second paragraph the absence of integrity to the nomination process of Supreme Court justices and had in recent memory conveys how little matters how law and order have, even when it comes to the highest court in the land. Biden's nomination of Mrs. Brown, Jansen, is probably the most egregious case of this. From before she was even chosen by Biden and its people to be the nominee to his seat's Assistant Justice Stephen Breyer, Affection selection had been marred by the president's ulterior motives. Mr. Biden's decision to disqualify any candidates for the nomination who were not of African-American female raises serious constitutional concerns that have been shockingly disregarded by those vested with the authority to confirm her nomination. While the position has been by the Biden administration to decide on the nominating Jansen on the basis of her gender and race understandably brings ire to those supporting her confirmation, the premises shine an equally green light upon opposition to it. Under the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, discrimination on the basis of race or gender is forbidden. As such, the rationale be behind the nomination process, which puts Mrs. Brown Jansen before the Senate Judiciary Committee should have been seen as a non-starter, then we shouldn't have gotten to a confirmation hearing in the first place. Yet it appears that an afterthought among the most vulturious opponents of her candidacy in the Senate Judiciary Committee. Not only is discrimination on the basis of race and gender dearly unconstitutional, it is examined with a strict scrutiny. The highest and most stringent standard of judicial review. 
The application of strict scrutiny to discrimination on the basis of race has been a slow and arduous process despite the gravity of the constitutional amendment it is rooted in. The Supreme Court has established case law, which attempts to navigate the complexities of discrimination on the basis of race in particular, even going as far to designate for certain demographics as suspect classifications in relation to their race of national origin. Government action affecting those qualifying for this designation is examined with excruciating stringency according to determine accordingly to determine the impact of any such discrimination that would infringe upon their constitutional rights. Whereas white men and women are overlooked by the administration certainly does not constitute a suspect classification under existing case law. And the candidates of Hispanic and Asian heritage were also disqualified during the nomination most certainly do. In fact, the entire emphasis of recognizing suspect classification resulted in the cases of Harabashi versus the United States and Korematsu versus the United States, which concerned discrimination against Asian Americans in the wake of the attacks on Pearl Harbor. That impact on her peers gives credence to the argument that the nomination process of Judge Jackson violates constitutional rights of other potential justices by discriminating against them on the basis of their race. Even if an argument in favor of nominating Judge Jansen could be made by parlaying the value of signing historical discrimination against African Americans, that argument overlooks the prerequisite that is that gives it relevance. Affording a seat on the Supreme Court to someone on the basis of being African American woman so there's no real compelling government interest. The impact of her confirmation will go in no way, shape, or form to rectify institutional injustices that of which that have resulted in discrimination on the basis of race or gender, given that it perpetuates those very injustices in and of itself. Despite the overwhelming interest of assuring a constitutional nomination process, opponents of John Jansen on the, on the Judiciary Committee voiced their positions with empty rhetoric instead. In pointing to, instead, in pointing to her judicial record, tested Senator John Corbin took umbrage with Jansen, asserting that she referred to George W. Bush and Secretary Donald Rumsfeld. Though Jansen stated that she did not recall making the accusation, Corbin was likely referring to a habeas corpus position that Jansen filed on behalf of Kila Gul, a detainee of Guantanamo Bay, which raised the concerns that the respondents to the base violated the Geneva Conventions. Bush and Rumsfeld were those respondents. Needless to say, Corbin's position was nothing short of neocon virtue signaling as a tactic display of allegiance to his political overlords. Regardless of the delusional worldview of the senator, a representative position of the people of the United States certainly contained Bush, Cheney, Rumsfeld, Wolfowitz, or indeed war criminals for their actions in investing the invasion of Iraq. Calling people like Bush and Rumsfeld war criminals is nowhere near as concerning as the continued sycophancy of our elected representatives have a political interest that are directly conflict to the legitimacy of the state. Instead of rallying to the defense of the U.S. Constitution, Senator Corbin finds greater priority in developing architects of an unjust war which cost trillions of dollars and inflicted an immeasurable loss of life. 
Then again, it should come no surprise that this tenor was kicking by Corbett, a man who literally believed the government should be able to construct warnings with maintenance of the American public, which we were just discussing. This secret warrants with Project Veritas. We were just discussing this. More importantly, Corbin's remarks convey a glaring flaw in the opposition taken to Judge Jansen's nomination. Instead of taking an actual position against the nomination on the basis of being unconstitutional, the first thing on the mind of members of the committee is using their seat to instill the hapless and divisive rhetoric that obfuscates the public from having an informed perspective. Corbin's assertions were met by a response with the committee chair, Illinois Senator Dick Durbin, coming to Jansen's defense as not only to keep the wheels of the aimless exploration of our candidacy spinning. Though the political congestion voiced by committee members who had declared their intent to vote against the confirmation of consequential, it does not touch upon the poignant questions surrounding the constitutional integrity of our nomination. Instead of drawing focus to that, South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham took a break from calling for the assassinations of heads of state to question the judge's candidacy on the basis of religious adherence. The judge Jansen response was correct insofar as that whatever her religious beliefs should not be a factor weighing her candidacy. What Graham's remarks do is to highlight the reckless abandon that either party paralyzed within the false economy of our bipartisan political construct has for the Constitution the very social construct with its legitimacy of their right to govern is vested in. Will we see the lights of Corbyn and Corbin and Graham filed an injunction against Jansen against making the compelling legal argument that the Biden administration nomination process was inherently discriminatory and thus unconstitutional. Likely not. Their lack of actionability despite the constitutional basis of the assertion being apparent enough for a layperson to observe reveals that how disingenuous their opposition to her nomination is. Her opponents have a clear and legitimate means by which they could preclude her from being confirmed to the U.S. Supreme Court. Instead, they will rather ramble on and rabble rouse in a vernacular that embodies the do-nothing Congress that they are emissaries of. In some ways, it's apropos. The constitutional law will be the furthest thing from the mind of the Senate Judiciary Committee confirming the nomination of the Supreme Court Justice because it succinctly represents how deeply lawless and out of touch our elected officials are. The Jackson's confirmation is denied and won't be because of Assange's defense of the U.S. Constitution. If she's confirmed, then it's the oversight of the errors of the nomination process that will result in a paradoxical reality where the first female African-American associate justice of the Supreme Court was achieved through the very racial discrimination that her confirmation was supposed to disavow from the fabric of American society. That's a beautiful argument, folks. Very beautiful argument. But do you now understand that the people that are running the shit upstate do not give a fuck about the very thing they place their hand on their Bible, sword to protect and defend? Do not care. Call Denninger makes another interesting argument, which will lead into where we're going to discuss next. 
Eldenager made a statement. I don't want to go to the first particular two paragraphs because yes, those two paragraphs are important, but we need to get to the argument that needs to be seen for what it is. More to the point, however, as Denner just says on KBJ, which nobody wishes to raise, is there are a bunch of people who thinking teaching these particular sensual oriented things to kindergartners is appropriate in public schools. Some of them even include big corporate CEOs like Disney, one of those vocally opposed to laws banning such practices. Where's the outrage about that, given that there is zero legitimate purpose in using government funds to discuss and teach these particular types of issues in the first place to these particular kindergartners, first graders, and second graders? The shiny penny you see only goes one way. Has the new Disney management that have been invited to Capitol Hill for a hearing on exactly why this particular entities think that the that the company he heads or they both had is one she one he should take part in a political advocacy related to school curriculums that teach sexuality to these very young children and why his company employs people who not only think that's an appropriate thing to do but who in addition, have found common cause in leveraging a corporation with $60 billion in annual revenue to wage a political fight exactly over that issue. I remind you exactly that that has happened in the last couple of weeks. Now, we can't go there, can we? How about a federal law that placed derivative liability on said corporations when and if actual children are actually assaulted? If they advocate for such policies, either direct or economic or political activity in support of the same. Oh, that will be popular in the halls of Congress, now would it? I bet not. I suspect such law will instantly shut firms Disney up when it comes to such debates on either side of the issue. So spare me the shiny penny outrage, folks, because in point of fact, there shouldn't be a single parent with any children attending a single Disney theme park today, anywhere in the United States, given these sanctions, which are a matter of public fact, and which were taken very loudly, being re fully reported in the media in just a few weeks, until and unless every single employee in that company who agitated for this, plus the entire board and CEO, are stripped of every share, stock, option, fired for cause, and never to work again. Unless, of course, you support the public schools teaching your young child all about sexuality way before their time. It's right to talk about sexuality, including straight, LGBT, and whatever manner of kinky shit do we have to have to include Dogs and cats? That might be on some adult's mind. I assure you, at age six, no child who hasn't been already 
been attacked and assaulted can contemplate such things on their own. And yet said parks have been seen a 99% decline in parents attending with their kids. The other 1% being actual dark ad motherfuckers who literally screw those innocent kids. Have they? Didn't think so. It is clear that Mrs. Brown Jansen is going to be confirmed. This should be alarming, but not for that reason. No matter which element of it we're referring to. No! She is going to be confirmed because despite being female, black, she cannot define what being a black woman is according to her own sworn testimony and yet it's for that time responsible to believe that in the coming months and years that question is going to come to the court especially to regard the title nine and the law rob you serve up on women's sports in collegiate competition and for that reason above all others she is unfit yet will be approved anyway i say guard your children america the government will sure as hell don't care if they're wildly abused doesn't it but that would be nothing more than wasted breath since it would appear that given those deemed charged full kids and all manner of young adult women who parents still support attending colleges that put up with this bullshit you don't give a crap either never mind that we laptop issue huh i seem to remember that any reasonable standard that there were photographs and video on a laptop that might constitute evidence of exploitation of minors remember indeed everyone was told by the media they will not release the video because doing so would be a family felony is Mrs. Brown's record on that scene the same reason why she was nominated? And if so, how does that differ from a specific Ukrainian prosecutor that Biden had removed? Aren't there a bunch of people literally being bombed over there in no small part because we use an entire nation, including their children, as toys in the corrupt test for, for the enrichment of the Biden family, among many others? Just asking questions. No one wants to ask, you know. Call Jenniger with these questions. Who is giving you the answers? Who is giving you the answers indeed? You know, on this very radio's program, I mentioned something about the LGBT being used by women as a form of entertainment. I mentioned something about that, right? Okay. Be that as it may. I mentioned in the specials that these moves, and you're going to see more of it from people to go into these sporting events. Is going to continue. They're not getting rid of it. But it has absolutely nothing to do with mental health and sickness. 
It has nothing to do with the mental health of that young person. Nothing to do with it. He played a strategy and his strategy succeeded. That person's strategy succeeded. Do you not get that strategy? Right? I just want you to understand men will do everything they need to do to survive. I just want you to make that clear in your heads. Don't don't get it twisted. I people will do anything to do to survive. If they didn't do anything in the they can't succeed in certain other places. They'll find another way to survive because they love something more than themselves. So bad, they will do anything to succeed in it. They don't care. Now, let me make this real inter... Let me, let me give you this paradox. It's a paradox, but you got to understand we're only doing observations. I didn't say put judgment. I didn't say this. I didn't say that. I that, that that's not the way things are. That's not the way things should be looked at. But I just want to show you certain things that society doesn't understand and refuse to solve. You have a people and a whole society that continues to damn men for being men, that continues to damn masculinity for being masculine. When trouble arrives, you need a man to do it, but for everything else, no, he, he ain't shit, the man ain't shit, he can't take care of this, all these other things and whatnot, you want to see the bullshit in this society, okay? I just want to listen. I just want you to listen very carefully. Because you think I'm mincing my words and saying, oh, I'm anti-LGBT. This has nothing to do with anti-LGBT. This has everything to do with the anti-masculine society and the genocentric social order we all have accepted in one form or another and now it is being blasted back in our faces whether you like it or you don't can't have a society that teaches young men to defer to women's emotions from the time they're five years old as the correct form of how we handle things. Can't be doing that forever and expect this to happen. Can't have a society that comes up and this and the other thing that women don't sin and women don't commit crimes and women's crimes are not treated the same as any other crime. Only rarely it's done and if it's done in an egregious fashion, we understand why it was done in an egregious fashion and can be fixed. But false accusations, all the rest of these things that have happened, child support, the whole lot of things, what's Kanye going through with what he's trying to teach his child, certain types of manners, not going on TikTok and all these other things. You're now seeing it. And the way Title IX is being issued. And the way all these other things have happened. 
You cannot continue to have societies that diss men, make women goddesses. When they can't, when the Supreme Court justice nominee cannot even mention who she is, cannot define who she is physically. And then you're going to come and tell me blame LGBT because she can't define who the fuck she is. I'm blaming LGBT for something the woman said out of her own mouth. I'm blaming them. There is no blame. LGBT didn't tell this woman to say, I'm not, I don't know what a woman is. She just said it herself. Came out her mouth. Come tell me that someone who cannot define herself have the audacity to come who define what a man is. You goddamn motherfuckers ain't shit for that. Supreme Court Justice, lifetime appointment can't define who the fuck she is. You gonna go blame LGBT for that. Central social order with it define how a man should behave, act, and be like. How dare these motherfuckers come up saying shit? How dare they? These motherfuckers can define me, but they don't know who the And these motherfuckers are about to confirm her. But the motherfucker in order to get a let in order to get into that lifetime appointment, don't know who the fuck she is. You gonna blame LGBT for what exactly? She said it out of her damn mouth. She need to take ownership of that shit. When you stop blaming, the supposed spiders, for the reasons the spiders exist, and find out the reasons why the spiders have decided to live in this particular area, then you will understand how you're going to solve the problem to make sure the spiders become complacent enough that we don't have the incidences that we're having with Disney and the others. I didn't say complacent, I'm saying in a place where everybody knows what the fuck this is. We ain't even there yet. Do you now understand why I have said LGBT cannot continue to be blamed for everything has gone on with sexuality and all the rest of it, the blame has to start somewhere and it starts with these females. 
who come up in here and said blame everything on men. You cannot have a society that comes up and said every single man out there is going to be this than the other. Every single man we now have to live with every single day is like a man being in prison. You cannot have a society that sees men in that way and then be shocked of what we saw in the NCAA swimming tournaments. I told you this was going to happen and I said, let it be. This is a learning lesson for everyone here. That the way y'all continue to treat men and the men that you put up as standard bearers in Hollywood and other places as the very definition of alpha men is absolutely asinine and blaming all these particular things on LGBT thing, thing, instead of the actual issues they need to be talking about, especially with this Disney issue, y'all in bigger trouble than y'all realize. Can't have a society that this is men from the time they're five years old and not expect this. Y'all did this, y'all women did this to yourselves and the gynocentric social order did it to themselves. They can't be blaming men nor the LGBT for something they brought upon themselves. All the rap films, all this and this, it's, it's their fault and they need to own up to it. And they refuse to own up to it. What do you want us to do? Can't keep hating us forever. They're going to find ways around it. So it is what it is. We'll be back with more Beyond This Earth right after this. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. Beyond This Surface now available on Stitcher, one of the easier ways to get your radio shows on the Apple and Android devices. It is also on wherever you get your radio shows. Beyond This Earth is now on Stitcher. We now return you to Beyond This Earth. Welcome back to Beyond This Earth. Novel Hollerbeck here. You Ain't Shit 7 is now available. Right now, 15 minutes, short, succinct, to the point. I had many ideas for You Ain't Shit 7. Many ideas. Didn't want to do all of those ideas. I wanted to keep it short. I don't want to do too long of a special, too long of a bonus. We have been... The bereft of bonuses recently. I said most of the things that I wanted to say. I thought I was going to put those other things there. I will put those things there. Because it's important for all of us to realize and understand why we are here. It is a mess, and we got to fix these messes before it gets worse. Maybe it can't be fixed. We have to live through it in order to teach us a lesson about what the fuck is really going on and what humanity really is. 
Miserable Paul's secrets, according to some bad guys. But of course, you never know. So, one thing before we go, dealing with the politics of the time, I wanted to talk about this in the dirt in the first segment, but I, I pretty much talked about Veritas and all of its other situations. Concerning the issue with the way the Democrats, certain liberals, and the issues that Disney is going through with this particular Florida law, you have to begin to realize that they're no longer so much of a party but they are in some ways more of a religion or religious-based entity, as it were. I said this many times before, but in in I want to make it a little bit more explicit, and I want to concentrate on the way the media puts itself and the way the media handles Biden, handles their entities bred to the whole nine yards. You have to realize that in order to have this big tent in this modern era, they're using aspects of Christianity. And yes, there are certain elements of Christianity, the Quakers, unfortunately, and other particular denominations of leftist Christian thought that have been used in order to say, oh, this, 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 this. You have to begin to start seeing the journalists such as Norrell Donald, and others as, how should we say it? We're not saying bitches, but priests. And it is turned into a confessional. Some of the interviews that they do with the powerful structures, like Margaret Brennan during the interviews with Scott Gottlieb. Gottlieb is confessing his sins to Margaret Brennan, for example, or confessing his sins to George Stephanopoulos, for example, in the modern era, bred to being the youth side of this religious-like base of this particular entities of the new Democratic Party, as it were. Those that are funding this particular cathedral. You know why I say cathedral, right? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You can say it's China. You can say it's other particular leftist entities in Europe, for example, that help fund the church, similar to church-based Entities that help the church, such as 
all these appeals, Catholic Church's appeal, all the rest of it, they act in that similar way. Then you have your bigger bishops, your cardinals. The cardinals being your senators, your old liberal lions, your old connections, sometimes your liberal mayors and all the rest of it, they act the same way. And then we have, we're not gonna say, but we now have the head of the leadership. Sometimes it's the head of the Democratic Party when the president is not a Democrat, other times it is the president of the United States who is the leader of that particular party because he won. And the laity. Some of the laity are like Westminster Baptist. They act the same way. In fact, they were raised in a similar type of structure with the evangelical movement back in the past. Somebody said years and years ago that in order to defeat Bush, the left had to turn politics into religion. They've done some of it by stealing aspects of evangelical churches and all the rest of it. And they're still connected to the gynocentric social order, whatever, whatever you want to call it. They're still connected to it, but now it's made worse. And then we have the laity doing those particular things, giving alms, doing uh, all these other particular things, going into sacraments, such as certain protests, as it were, developing other particular other entities in their particular sense. But do you notice do you notice that this is the very notion and realization that they are missing a spiritual, ultimately religious connection to God, ultimately. And the usage of Islamic entreaties, as it were, is a form of trying to defend the overall anti-Catholic, anti-Catholicism, anti-Christian religion that the left is. It's a way of defending that. So they have the sword of, they use the sword of the prophet in order to defend the leftist dark religion that they do. And they use all those aspects of all the things that are bad in that particular sense and, and, and it's excusing ISIS and, and radical terrorism and all the rest of it they excuse it they say oh you were doing this first this then the other does not matter they use it as a form of defense do you now understand how scary that is i just want y'all to think about it very deeply that we are dealing with a religion that uses aspects of other religions that has not defined its creator 
yet. Its creation entity yet, but it will. They moved into something they cannot control. And when the reality sets in, a whole lot of people are going to get hurt. Be careful. We'll be back with more Beyond This Earth right after this. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. back here you notice that we named this show beyond this earth because we always think about things that are beyond this earth but sometimes we talked a little bit too much about the issues in the earth but what about what is going on above us our hopes and our dreams and our futures just lie 62 miles way up there we did it before 50-some years ago, and now we're in the process of doing it again. It is now time for the 22nd century. Coming soon to Beyond This Earth. to be on this surf and over the hardback here here's the news that you missed over the last week more than 10 million of ukrainians have been displaced as a result of the war the u.n said yesterday i'm fermenting an antiparasitic and has been championed by celebs including joe rogan as a treatment for covid does not reduce hospital emissions researchers found in the largest study to date afghanistan's former finance minister is now an uber driver in dc maury's ending his run after 30 years in daytime television the Department of Energy and Senator Joe Manson announced a plan to bolster the U.S. domestic lithium I, I, uh, battery production. Togo has received a Google-owned subsea cable to aims to double internet speed for the country's 8 million residents. The cable will be extended to reach the several other African nations, too, and could be operational by the end of this year. Electric vehicles. Is it a blank canvas for car designers? I don't think so. U.S. cities are embracing smart rat control amid a surge of rat-related complaints. The smart rat control is a cat! C-A-T! Cat! My goodness. Dutch politicians are voted to allow cultivated meat providers Producers, excuse me, to conduct tastings for their products and potentially moving one step closer to regulatory approval. France and Germany also allow tastings, but Singapore is the only country that granted regulatory approval. 
The two international journalists who remain in Mariupol shared how they escaped the devastated Ukrainian city. Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway is acquiring insurer Allegheny for one for $11.6 billion in his highest deal in years. Russia opened its bond market for the first time since invaded Ukraine. The stock market remains closed indefinitely. Christie's will sell a 1964 Andy Warhol silk screen of Marilyn Monroe for an estimated $200 million, which will be the most expensive price for a 20th century artwork sold at auction. Alcohol-related deaths in the U.S. soared to 25% in 2020 from a year earlier, a new study has shown. The global recorded dev, uh, music market surged 18.5% in 2021 to hit $25.9 billion, billion dollars in revenue in 2021. BTS was its club global artist, even though they were out for six months due to sabbatical. The Law Palooza lineup was announced featuring Doja Cat, Machine Gun Kelly, and Goldman Sachs CEO David Solomon. But then Doja Cat decided to retire. Matt Air Four Car coming smart home standard that aims to make Alessa inoperable with Google Home has been delayed once again. Experts want Nancy to keep getting. A satellite equipped with a critical force monitoring sensor in the sky it is currently scheduled to be deorbited in 2023. Volkswagen is making supply chain moves. It's formed joint ventures with two battery operated suppliers, both focused on nickel and cobalt EVs in China. The COVID 19 vaccine market could be cooling off. Google's quantum computing division Sandbox will become an independent S. AAS company service as a service as a service or systems as a service company. Moderna said its COVID-19 vaccine works safely for children from six months to five years. It will apply for authorization in the U.S. and Europe in the coming weeks. Idaho Governor Brad Little signed a Texas-style abortion law that will ban abortions after six weeks of pregnancy and is expected to be challenged in court. Next, pulled popular brands including KitKat and Nesquik from Russia. The food giant has come under fire from Ukrainian officials for helping Putin's war machine. Kyrie Irving will finally be allowed to play for the Brooklyn Nets in New York City again. Make, uh, Mayor Eric Adams is set to reverse a vaccine mandate for athletes and performers at New York Ventures today. Political reported. More than half of Ukraine's children have been displaced by the war, according to UNICEF. An ETF launched yesterday that targets the stocks of companies led by high-character CEOs Tesla and Meta did not make the cut. Google will begin to show open appointments when you search for doctors or healthcare providers. And that is the news that happened this week. So, some space news. We just recently found out from a recent survey of black holes that one of the black holes weren't really a black hole, but a vampire star. Basically, a star that steals energy, or how should we say this? It steals the process of how the star shines, you know. Um, fusion process from the other star. It basically steals its energy. And it was too close. There was too much light. All the rest of it. 
And so they figured out that it wasn't a black hole. It was just a vampire star. So that was quite interesting to note. Two sad news to report. First of all, one interesting piece of news. And that has to deal with a wrestler. You know him as Paul Levesque. He was once called Hunter Hearst Hemley. You may know him as Triple H the game. In an interview with Stephen A. Smith that took place of this recording yesterday, Triple H announced that he has a defibrillator in his heart and that he is no longer able to wrestle and that he is done mostly from high exertion activities, exercise and all the rest of it. They have to monitor him and it is a very sad moment and hopefully he can get the rest that he needs. It is very possible that he may not be able to continue further with his heart, especially with NXT and all the rest of it, with all the particular things as well. So we'll see in the future what will happen in that particular sense. So Triple H has retired at the age of 50 years old. And one very sad news to report. Antron Petrov who you know has done what the math and I pretty much do or repeat some of the news that he shows on that particular channel. He has gone through a terrible loss, the loss of a child. We send all our condolences to this important man of in the internet that him and his wife find the courage to go through this because everyone, you don't want to lose a child, especially at such a young age. And it is difficult to go through these particular things. The most disgusting thing about what has happened is, is that somebody or several other people are using cryptocurrency to pretty much grift off the loss of Petrov's child. And it's absolutely sickening to witness and see. He doesn't use WhatsApp or all these other particular things. And it is a deep and very sad thing to witness. And again, I want to send the condolences to Anton and his family. In this extremely difficult time. And we hope that the perpetrators of this sick act will be caught and punished with extreme prejudice. One of the reasons I decided to do the 22nd century is because of the work that Antron has done with What the Math and others have done with space. And so we're getting to a point where. The 22nd century will air. And I can tell you, tell you when it will air. We're scheduling a date for May 21st for the day that it will air. It will be a special, important episode of Beyond This Earth. 
I'm working ahead towards that and hopefully everyone will enjoy all of those particular things there on that particular show and it will be dedicated to the young man who passed away thank you for listening to beyond this earth we'll be back next week with episode 21 and all new episodes we're on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, podcast addict radio republic soon we're now on stitching officially Soon on Clubhouse, soon on Spotify Green Room, soon with the interviews on stereo, and wherever you get your radio shows. This is Nobody Horrorback, and we will see you guys next time on Beyond This Earth. Beyond This Earth is a Garo Gothic production. <laughs>